Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for June 12th, 2018. And for Tuesday night, we have a 15-game baseball slate. Every team is playing. But despite that, I'm really finding it difficult to find pitchers that I really like for this slate. So there are a couple that I think are good options right now. But the other thing that I think is pretty important to pay attention to is which team's lineups come out tomorrow and look weaker than normal because those are going to be the other pitchers that I add to my player pool. So maybe we see whatever like the a team like the Red Sox, Mookie Betts isn't playing. That would make whatever pitcher's going up against. Not that I think he's not going to play or anything, but just using that as an example, a, a team that has a, a one or two key players or regular players missing, that would help out the other pitcher and put them in a more favorable spot because – Right now, just looking at it, it's it's difficult to find a lot of pitchers that I like. And then another thing, too, is with a slate this big, it's a little easier to pay up for expensive pitchers because is what happens is there are going to be a couple of teams that play a lineup they wouldn't normally play or will have somebody move up in the batting order, and that gives more opportunity for us to find some cheap value plays to plug into the stacks, and then it's just easier to go up to expensive pitching. So for right now... Before I really get into the players, I'm going to say that it looks like the optimal strategy is to go expensive pitchers right here, and then some fairly cheap offense that I think are in good spots. The The one concern there is that there are some really expensive offenses that are in really good spots too, but I prefer the expensive pitchers to the expensive offenses for this slate, just because I don't like the cheap pitchers, and the more expensive pitchers generally tend to be the safest bets in DFS baseball. So getting into it right away, we have a few really expensive pitchers, and only one of them would I really consider to be a top high-end pitcher, and that's we have Aaron Nola at 12,000. Mike Fultonavich is 11,800. He's pitched well recently, but Nola is a far superior pitcher to me. Then we have Eduardo Rodriguez at 11,100. He's way below what Nola is. And then we have Miles McCollis is at 10,900. Uh, I don't love the upside for him in the matchup against the Padres. I think that given what the options are right now, I think that he's okay if he really had to play him. Um, I think that Nola is the best play in this price tier. He's at home going up against the Rockies. The Rockies, the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching this year with a 75 WRC+, plus, 23.3% strikeout rate, so a pretty favorable matchup. Nola overall has pitched very well this year, and he scored at least 30 DraftKings points in two of his last three starts. So him at home against the Rockies, uh, normally I wouldn't love paying 12000 for Nola, but in this matchup and given the other options on the slate, I think he's fine to roster. And like I said before, if there's going to be cheap hitters that are good values, it's just going to make sense to go up to pitcher and Nola makes sense there. If if you can't fit Nola in, I think it's okay to go to down to Miles McCullis here. But Nola, I think the far higher upside play at twelve thousand. Uh, moving down the list now, we've got Lance McCullers, uh, Jaime Baria, Plutko, Buckholtz, and John Gray in the next tier of pitchers. So of these guys, the issue I have with McCullers overall, very good pitcher, just so much worse on the road than he is at home. So I don't like the spot for him against the A's. Adam Plutko, his numbers look decent on the surface. He's a good ERA, except 
the peripheral stats way worse. I think people might want to roster him because they just see, oh, he's going up against the White Sox, and Carlos Carrasco had a really good game against the White Sox tonight, but Carrasco much better than Pluko. Pluko this year does have a 3.93 ERA, except 6.16 FIP. He's only striking out 5.89 guys per nine innings. So when I get into the offense, I actually like the White Sox a pretty good amount for this spot, and I'm hoping that people go to roster Plutko because I do not think that he's good at all. The guy who has the most upside in this price range and I think is a really strong player for the slate is John Gray at 8,000. Massive discrepancy between what his ERA and his peripheral stats are. Some of that is due to him pitching at Coors Field. Some of his he's had some really shitty starts this year. But overall, his peripheral numbers are so good. He's a 5.66 ERA, but 3.12 FIP, a 3.21 XFIP. He's striking out 10.5 hitters per nine innings, walking under three. And then you look at the matchup against the Phillies, who have struggled against right-handed pitching this year, 22nd in WRC+. Plus at 90 against right-handed pitching, and then a 27% strikeout rate, so striking out more than any other team against righties. There's a lot of upside in this spot for John Gray, and I, I really I really do like it a lot for GPP. Definitely concerned that he's had some not great starts lately, except given the other options, I think that John Gray is a really strong play. And I know that Nolan and Gray are going up against each other, but I really think that the ideal pitching combination is those two guys and then we'll try to find some cheaper offenses to fit with them. I look at some of these cheaper pitchers, and sure, it's possible one of them have a good game. Except I don't want to. I don't want to put money on any of it. I don't feel great about any of them. We've got Bartolo Colon, Ian Kennedy, James Shields, David Hess, Chase Anderson, Sauermano. All of these guys are terrible, and they have difficult matchups. So the offenses I much prefer in those games. It's just the question of. We can't go too expensive for offense because none of these cheap pitchers are good plays. So I just hope none of these pitchers really get destroyed other than one of them because my favorite offense is going to be the Dodgers. They're actually pretty cheap. So first thing to consider is when we're building lineups and assuming we're going with the John Gray, Aaron Nola pitching combination, that leaves us with $3,750 for the eight hitter spots. Not a ton of money to work with, but very doable. And the Dodgers, not really that expensive against Cologne. We have Justin Turner's missed some games, except he could end up playing tomorrow. He's 3,700. Then we've got Bellinger and Jock Peterson, both slightly over 4,000. No other player in the Dodgers offense other than Matt Kemp is priced above 4,000. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. We've got uh, Chris Taylor also 4300 But So we could go with nobody being more expensive than 4300 You could get five of those hitters in with a few cheap plugs, and I think you have a pretty good high upside stack against Bartolo Colon, who's given up a lot of home runs this year. He's had some good outings also, except when he gets hit, it generally tends to be via the home run. Another thing that's of note for this game, the Dodgers have not named the starting pitcher yet as of now. The Rangers' offense is a pretty good offense to target pitchers against, especially that it's going to be a National League game where they lose the benefit of the designated hitter. If it ends up being a decent starting pitchers going, because I think there's a chance we see the Dodgers, they run out of bullpen game. If we see a cheap pitcher go for them who isn't expected to have any kind of pitch restriction, then I think that would be a pretty good spot to find. That would be the cheap pitching option on the slate. We just don't know if that exists yet because the Dodgers haven't named a starter. 
but for offense, I think the Dodgers are highest upside stack of a team that fits with Nolan Gray. Another one I think is interesting. A lot of people are going to want to roster the Indians tomorrow going up against James Shields. It makes a lot of sense. Shields has not been particularly great overall this year. He's been a little bit better than he was last season, but he's also had a couple of really rough outings in a row. The top of the Indians order is really expensive, so we can't use those two expensive pitchers and get in Lindor and Ramirez together. But the bottom of the Indians order is pretty cheap, so we can make a stack with the bottom of the order with guys like Yonder Alonso, Jason Kipnis, if he plays at 3,500. Chisholm Hall has been starting its ready. He's only 2,900. Then we've got Melky at 3,300. I think targeting the bottom of the order, none of these guys should be high-owned, but still a lot of upside. James Shields, home run prone. The White Sox bullpen is not good. I think that's a good spot to find value. The other offense that I like a decent amount here is the White Sox. So I was talking about Adam Plutko before, and I'm hoping that people roster him at pitcher. Just to reiterate some of those numbers, he does have the 3.93 RA this year, but 6.16 FIP. He's not getting strikeouts. And extreme fly ball pitcher, only a 30% ground ball rate, but still giving up a 15% home run to fly ball rate. So it's just been a case of he's giving up home runs. He's letting guys get on base. Just sequencing has led to him not giving up a ton of runs, where he's given up most of his home runs have been solo shots this year. I, I like this spot for the White Sox offense. They have been better against right-handed pitching than they have been against left-handed pitching this year. Right in the middle of the league, 15th in WRC plus against righties at 98. So pretty average. And then also the Indians' bullpen has really struggled this season. So I think there's upside in the White Sox offense and also another pretty cheap spot. So that's that's another one that I think makes sense. And then the final offense to bring up, this is my least favorite of these four, except they do fit with the pitchers and I think that they make some sense, is going to be the Kansas City Royals. The, the top of the Royals lineup is not that bad. So guys like Whit Merrifield, Mike Moustakis, Salvador Perez are all decent hitters. The issue with the Royals offense overall this year is it's so terrible once you get past those top few hitters. So for stacks, we only need to target the top four or five guys anyway. So for this situation, I think it makes some sense to target the Royals. They're going up against Sal Romano and bring up his numbers really quick. He has struggled this year. He also is somebody who's blow-up prone. He could have some really bad games at times. 6.23 RA, 5.46 FIP this year, 16% home run to fly ball rate. So another guy who I think makes sense to target against. But in terms of priorities for these offenses for me, it's going to be Dodgers 1, White Sox 2, then the bottom of the Indians lineup, then the Royals. Those are the four stacks I want to build around. And then for now, it's just Nola and Gray as the pitchers. And then just be on the lookout for is any team resting some regular starters playing a weaker than normal lineup that would make one of the other pitchers on the slate more viable. So that's all I have for Tuesday's slate right now. You could follow me on Twitter at GEarenbergDFS. Uh, please go to iTunes and you could leave me a nice review for the podcast. That'll help me move up rankings and more people find it. And I'll be back for Wednesday's slate.